Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody has slept well and doing great and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to get your day going in the right direction. It's good to have you all here this morning. Let's see all we've got tuning in. We've got Tracy Little, Rusty Poss, we got Amy Oaks Turner, Darlene Barker, Jennifer Honeycutt, Kelly Jeanette Swift, and many, many more. But as all the names that I see thus far, oh, Jennifer Corby Williams, you saw her name pop up. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, sorry for uh, the lack of devotion yesterday, but uh, as you, some of you knew, uh, Washington County Schools were uh, not uh, in session, so whenever they're out, uh, I don't do devotion, so I don't wake up my family. But uh, now the summer obviously is coming up, so I'm trying to decide on what time I'll be doing the devotion. Also, it's going to be later in the morning in the summertime, but then when school's back in session, we'll be back to our regular 6.15 time. So I haven't decided what time we'll be doing them yet, but uh, once I figure that out, you'll be first to know. Hello, Brandy Boyd Young and Terry Hutchinson. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Austin Hall, good morning. All right, my friends, at this time, if we may, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. Praise the Lord that we get to say those wonderful pledges each and every morning and that we have the freedom to do so. Of course, it's that time of morning when you get to hear Mad Matt's news and comment, and I know that's something that you wait with breathless anticipation to hear each and every day. But, uh, you know, the relevance uh, in understanding what's going on in accordance with God's Word and the fact that we are seeing uh, end-time eschatology uh, events uh, happening before our very eyes. You know, and be very careful, my friends. You know, it seems like I get... Oh, on a daily basis, uh, videos uh, if everybody wants me to watch, and I just honestly don't have the time. I'm sorry to watch all these videos that I get in regards to end times. My friends, here's the thing. You know, we don't know when Christ is going to return. All the signs are pointing to the fact that we are coming towards uh, a crescendo, if you will, uh, that Christ will be returning soon. Uh, however, in Paul's time, they thought Christ was returning. Uh, during the time of uh, of enlightenment, uh, you, know, you had the time of uh, theologians like uh, Jonathan Edwards and such. They thought Christ was returning then. Uh, you know, we don't know. You know, it's nice to have debates and understanding in regards to uh, uh, post-millennial, pre-millennial, uh, you know, you know, tribulation debates of pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Those things are interesting to study and understand. That is not dependent upon your salvation, all right? So many people want to equate those things with your salvation or where you stand in regards to when Christ may return. 
When Christ knows when he's going to return, even the angels in heaven don't know, but only Christ knows when he's going to return. The main thing is to know that your heart is right with Jesus Christ, and that's all that matters. You know, if you've given made a profession of faith, that's all that matters. If we live long enough to see the rapture, awesome. If we don't, one way or the other, we're going to be standing before God. Don't get so obsessed with these things, all right? And understand that God is sovereign, and God is in control, and nothing is happening outside of what he wants to happen. So you're going to have to just not focus so much on eschatology, all right? It's just it's like people are getting obsessed with it. Chill out, all right? God's got this. It's under control. Just trust in him. Continue the mission at hand to see souls saved, and that's all we can do. Now, we can't see how, but, you know, get upset and aggravated uh, with what we're seeing in this current administration has lost its mind and, you know, and the fact that it wants to, uh, you know, do everything and anything. You know, Biden should just come out and say, I want to destroy this country. I mean, just might as well just be honest up front. Then again, he would do that, and they would still support him and applaud him. I mean, it's, it's insanity. The fact that he is... Uh, shut off uh, the the lease agreements with Alaska and the the uh, Gulf of Mexico and other places in order to, to that would help us with our fuel supply and demand. Uh, the the shortage he saw coming with the uh, uh, the baby formula. They just opened up the uh, some of the bigger factories or the major factory that they shut down. That would eliminate that problem. But yet those on the border get all that they want. But those uh, you know, Americans. Our citizens cannot get what they need, uh, you know. And not to mention this, uh, I've had a belly full of this woke ideology. I, I am just, I, I'm just at a point to where I just want to just go to war. I, I'm sorry, I've had a belly full of liberal ideology being shoved down my throat. I'm tired of the minority telling the majority what they should do. You know, it's the tail wagging the dog. Uh, you know, again, dealing with homosexual, LGBTQ issues deals with less than 6% of the nation, if that much. And yet, it is forced in our face constantly. You know, I was watching television yesterday, and Hallmark Channel, they always have those goofy, gay-wad love movies on there. Uh, stuff I could probably write in my sleep. And they say, and people may say, well, if you can do better, then do it. I, you know, I have written several books, and I'm in the process of writing several more, and I... Uh, uh, I'm not bragging on myself, but I could actually write better garbage than what's out there. But anyway, the point is, he was advertising one, and sure, there they go again with the same sex uh, falling in love uh, in the in the uh, trailer for whatever little movie of the week that they're doing, nauseating. Uh, I was reading yesterday, uh, League of Their Own, as a good little movie that came out with Tom Hanks, and uh, is based on historical events. But now they want to do a TV series uh, on Hulu. And they want to focus on lesbian relationships with them. It's just, it guys and guys, I am just, just, I'm sick of it, you know? And now kids are getting in trouble with or sexual harassment because they don't call someone by their preferred gender pronoun. I'm tired of that, too. If you're born a male, I'm going to refer to you as a male. If you're born a female, I'm going to refer to you as a female. And if I don't know what you are... Then I'll sit there and I'll get you confused. But a lot of times, I will make, if I know somebody is trying to be something they're not, I will purposely call you by your proper pronoun just to pee you off because that's just the way I am. Because I'm sick of it. I'm tired of the mental illness, the spiritual illness that is, is propagated to be pushed as normal when these people need help. And the only way they want to get that help is through God's Word alone. 
as long as pastors are sugarcoating things, as long as Christians are sugarcoating things and not making a stand, these things will continue and they will continue to grow and get worse. And my friends, that's why it's time, time for Christians to take a strong stand to do what is necessary uh, in order to preserve what is right and holy in, in, in this world. We are the preservative. That's why we are the salt of the earth. That's why it's imperative and important to be a light in the world of darkness. And we do a disservice when we are not presenting ourselves as we should as children of God. And my friends, I don't know about you all, but I am done. I am just sick of it, and I am sickened by it. And as uh, long as Christians keep putting their heads in the proverbial sand, uh, these things are going to go on. And so it's time, time we start making a stand, start speaking up and speaking out and pushing back. I've dealt with bullies in my life, and that's the only way you're going to deal with one is fighting back. And, uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of anti-bullying campaigns out there because they're little sweethearts. Oh, it's so hard on them. They're so mean to them. You know, listen, nobody likes a bully, but you know what? It toughens you up. And, uh, you know, there's kids out there who can't defend themselves. And that's what I told my kids. If you see somebody can't defend themselves, then you go over and you, you protect them. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to have a little bully. And it gives you drive. It gives you incentive to do better and push back. When these kids who are, are babied, which we're seeing now today, when they get into the real world and they get a bad, mean boss, and there's a lot of bad, mean supervisors out there, what are they going to do? Melt down and cry, call mommy and tell the teacher? I mean, what are they going to do? Uh, you know, I think that's why we see a mass walkout now uh, and people moving back home because their, their, their gentle snowflake minds can't handle the real world because they've been coddled so much and everybody gets a trophy. If one person gets a promotion, everybody should get a promotion. You know, it's not fair. Uh, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. You know, it's amazing how these kids today that uh, they have no idea uh, of what real uh, discipline is about. You know, if uh, somebody hollers at them, they're, 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 they melt, they can't handle it. Hollering was a normal part of my growing up. <laughs> you know, if I wasn't hollering at I was wondering what was going on, you know. I got my family spanked, ain't nothing wrong with that. I get tired of these people that want to say, well, we do not believe in physical violence. Well, you know what, that's why your brats running around causing trouble for the teachers and authority in general because you didn't take the time to discipline them and show them you cared enough to, to make a difference in their lives. You know, I'm not okay for beating a child, but ain't nothing wrong but two or three swaps right across that fanny to get their attention and let them know that, hey, this is wrong, and they will remember that and realize, hey, I don't want to do that again because I didn't like the way that felt. So, you know, it's just, uh, we live in a world of snowflakes. When they don't get their way, what do they want to do? They want to shut you down. And uh, that's why, you know what, that's when that patriotic spirit rises up within me, and I'm just like, you know what, you're not going to shut me down. I'm going to speak that much louder, and I'm going to get in your face that much more. Don't tell me to shut up, and, I, and that's caused me a lot of trouble in my life because I, when people get in my face tell me not to do something, I want to do it that much more. So, you know, it is time, my friends, it is time to start... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We have to get the drum and fife and, and start playing patriotic music behind me. But I am just, if you could tell, I'm done. All right, let's look at our verse. Matthew 23, 26. You blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. All right, bless this reading and the hearing of it to, hearts, uh, to our hearts, as me old dear Pappy has always said uh, many, many times uh, in his ministry when reading a verse. Uh, you know, we look at this verse here. It is um, uh, quite uh, 
indicative of many people today. See, Jesus was getting on the Pharisees' case about having this um, outward appearance of uh, religiosity, if you will, uh, that uh, they had selfish hearts. Uh, they were um, uh, had this disgusting attitude of acting pure and holy on the outside, but they were uh, just nasty and disgusting on the inside. So you see that a lot of times in uh, uh, within the Christian community. You got people out there who put on airs, and they, you think that they're mighty and holy, and they're looking their nose down at other people. When on the inside, they are disgusting and, and nasty. You know, it's just indicative of, of pastors out there. You know, I've been very blessed. My dad is no different at the pulpit than he is at home. He's, he's the same person, all right? He don't hold back at home. He don't hold back at the pulpit. I've always tried to do that myself. My kids will tell you, you know, if I mess up, I'll say, hey, you know, daddy messed up. That's not a Christian attitude. That's not the way to act. You know, don't do what I did. Do better. You know, I've always tried to be myself. I've always tried to be real. And uh, nine times out of ten, I'll probably tell you, you know, how I screwed up, you know, uh, and uh, when I was preaching in some sermon or what have you. But there are a lot of pastors out there who have this high and mighty attitude uh, that they want you to put them on a spiritual pedestal and they want to look down and look how holy I am. Don't you wish you were as great as I am? And then they go home and they're cussing and kicking the cat and dog and uh, beating their wives and everything else. And that's why these preacher's kids all times grow up and they're insane. You know, they've seen this hypocrisy, this this double standard way of looking how they act one way at church and one way at home. And so they want nothing to do with Christianity because they think, well, that's the way it should be. You know, and that's why so many people have painted pastors with such a broad brush of disgust because many don't distinguish between Catholic and Protestant. And, you know, and sadly, there have been evil preachers out there, evil Catholic priests out there and, and who have molested children or raped women, done horrible, terrible things. And so they want to paint that broad brush and say all pastors are like that or all, you know, that's not the case. You can't condemn the all because of the acts of the few. And, uh, but we have to be very careful about that and also be so spiritually high-minded, you know, have the attitude of, well, I don't watch television. I do not listen to your rock and roll. Or I don't, you know, come on, man, get over yourself. You know, it's a, you know, nothing wrong with watching television or listening to rock and roll or whatever, but you need to have discernment on what you're watching and listening to. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're listening to blasphemous lyrics in a rock and roll song, then, yeah, you should not be listening to that as a Christian. If you're watching uh, something that's, you know, pretty sketchy on television, you know, maybe you shouldn't be watching that, you know, you got to have discernment. You know, it makes me think of a story that I heard uh, when I was a kid, said his pastor uh, was going to go do visitation, and, um, you know, he, he went to, he passed by one home, the outside was just nasty, junk cars out there, garbage everywhere on the front, and he thought, oh man, you know, I dread going in here, but he, you know, he wanted to go visit the congregant and, you know, check on them. And uh, he knocks on the door, and he's dreading what to see on the inside. He opens the door, and it was beautiful and clean and elegant and nice. And he's like, wow, you know, it just shocked the daylights out of him. He goes to the next house, and the outside of it was manicured, the lawn, the, the bushes, the, the landscaping, beautiful. He thought, wow, I can't wait to see the inside of this home. And uh, he knocks on the door, and he goes inside to visit, and it was like a horse nightmare i mean stuff piled to the ceiling garbage everywhere just, i mean just one of the nastiest homes you could have ever stepped in it's very indicative to many people today they may look very great and wonderful on the outside but the inside they have all that garbage piled up they some people on the outside may not look like much but inside they've given their heart to jesus christ you know that's one thing god's word says 
Don't look at on the outward appearance as man does. You know, man judges people on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Where is your heart? Are you humble before God? Are you try, striving to do what is right in the eyes of God? Are you doing that with all humility and grace and, and that you can have towards God? I mean, that's only something you can answer. Or are you putting on a show for the world? Are you worried about what other people think? You know, that's uh, one area that um, I've had problems with that uh, I've had to work on. I, I worry too much sometimes what other people think. That's uh, so why I get so disgusted with my weight or, uh, you know, or you know, I worry sometimes about you know, when I'm preaching, you know. But I've had to really work hard to try to push that away and, and not give a flying flip what people think and, and do what God wants me to do despite what anybody else has to say. Because you're, only, you're never going to please everybody. See, that's the problem with this whole woke ideology. You're never going to please everybody. Somebody's always going to have a problem with something. There's no, so you might as well just do what you think is right in, in God's eyes and to heck with the rest of everybody else because there, there's always going to be a problem or an issue with something you're saying or doing as a Christian. You know, and uh, you know, if you try to take a stand against something that is wrong, what are they going to say? Well, I thought you were a Christian. You're supposed to love everybody. You know, in other words, if you're supposed to love sin, you're supposed to tolerate evil, which is contrary to the Word of God. You know, but they want to be on, they want to be on their high and mighty. A horse over here and try to look down at you when you're trying to stand for what God's word is saying. And that's the problem they have, not with you, but with God's word. And that's why we have to stand for what is true, right, and holy in God's eyes, not caring at all what other people think. Because we're not here to please man, we're here to please God. And that's who we have to answer to. And that's who we, we've got to stand before. And that's where you got to ask yourself, am I doing what is pleasing in God's eyes, or am I compromising with the world? Am I justifying sin? Am I putting myself, am I putting God completely and directly first? Am I putting myself last? Am I being selfless? All right. Or am I being selfish? And only you can answer that. And that's what we have to strive for each and every day. Keeping our eyes ahead of us. Putting our eyes on Jesus Christ. And putting our hope in what is to come. And make sure that we're doing God's work. Seeking out his plan each and every day. Lord, what is your marching orders? Where, where, where would you have us go? What would you have us to do? How can I be a better witness? How can I better stand for the truth of God's gospel? How can I push back in this world of darkness? How can I be that light? How can I bring others to you? How can I draw other people to church? Am I active in my heart, in my soul, in my mind? Am I active in church physically? How you know you need that's only you can do that. Am I growing spiritually? These are questions you've got to ask yourself. And we need to make sure that we're continually growing, that we're on fire for the things of Jesus Christ. Not lukewarm, all right? You're not cold, you're not stagnant, but you are on fire for the things of Jesus Christ. And only you can answer that. So make sure that you have the right heart. You're not like the Pharisees in this verse we're reading here who put on an outward sign of, of, of religiousness, but that you're truly in your heart have the conviction of Jesus Christ within you and you're doing what is right in God's eyes. Let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you and to do what is right in your eyes. Help us to be on fire for you. Help us, Lord, to, be, uh, to stand out, to understand that we are set apart as Christians. And Lord Jesus, let us serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Lord, if there's anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with all of our uh, children who are going to school, work, and play. Uh, Lord, be with all of our graduates, uh, Lord, that are going on and, and starting a, a new path in their lives. That you watch over and guide their every step. 
Lord, I pray to be all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning, to lead God with your protecting, keep them safe and well. Be with all those who have asked for a prayer request online. Lord, you know the hearts and minds and needs. Your will be done in those situations. Lord, be with us this day and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.